Hey friends, welcome to episode three of La Femme versus Nikita. I am Alicia. I'm Cynical Black Dude. And this week we are talking about the second episodes of Nikita and La Femme Nikita of season one. So La Femme Nikita, this episode is called Friend. What do you think of the episode as a whole before we start digging into it? So this is one where I'm really I'm really happy that we did decide to start doing second watches. I didn't make it all the way through my second watch, but it definitely helped because I totally fell for it. Like I was on board. I was like, I was like, oh man, like what's going on? And two, like, I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm kind of disparaging other 90s shows. Cause that's not what I mean. But like the type of acting in La Femme Nikita, definitely not that same kind of like campy goofy that you got from like Xena and Buffy episodes. Like even in like the very like Wait even in like minute. the <laughs> How dare you throw Buffy under the bus? I'm not. I love Xena. Xena oh. and Hercules. I'm gonna throw Hercules in there. Yeah. yeah. But how dare you throw Xena, I mean excuse me, Buffy under the bus with those two. Shame on you, cynical black dude. Shame <laughs> on you, sir. Wow. Guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I have there's no explanation for him. I apologize. Uh, we'll see if there's an episode for this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. But the, there's a certain campiness to the acting that is part of the appeal of those shows. Like, you know, there's a little overacting, a little goofiness. And especially with the one-off villain, where, mm-hmm. like, there's definitely, like, a campiness to them. Even when they're actually dangerous, there's just this kind of, like, overacting, kind of chewing the scenery like, that's just how they do it. They go this really big acting route. And it's so interesting that this villain, like, once she reveals herself, is just a very good villain. Like, her villain reveal and, like, that scene was just like, oh, no, she's a bad guy. Like, she's a... Yeah. And it was just like, I actually, it made, like, on the second, I had to note it down. I was like, oh, like, she did a reveal and you're like, oh, oh, she's the real one. Like, and I mean, yeah. I have a lot to say about that reveal scene, but... I'll I'll save that yeah, for, when yeah, we yeah. Get in, for when we get into that. But I like, really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, like I'm very much enjoying the show. And once again, it's still tough for me to only watch one episode at a time. And yeah, I'm, I bow to your superior wisdom in that this is a good show. <laughs> Thank you very much. So this episode starts with um, Michael bringing some dude into the interrogation room the all-white interrogation room of course you know we gotta have style and you know they're all in black it looks very cool and this man is going crazy and then my favorite thing is like michael kicks this man to sanity have that note in there (laughs) (laughs) like just this crescent kick changes me a whole life like it's instantaneously this man was wilding out in this room one kick from michael he tightened up tightened up real quick like he just sat down in the chair he still was like i'm not gonna tell you anything he's still i don't understand why he would talk at all like yeah. this is the type of villain but he's not even a villain he's just a disposable bad guy yeah. but i don't like it when just like don't talk like don't say anything anything you say is too much that you said so just keep your mouth shut but he had to let that little bit slip so we can get this show started yeah you know um i loved the cyanide cap too and I have to remind myself this show is from the 90s because I was like, oh my God, I've seen this in every spy, everything my entire life. And you're like, oh, but this is actually 
This actually right. was a while ago. Yeah. And I just like it made me die laughing though. It's like, like a full generation of television ago. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, that's so old. And then I was like, oh, that's right. This is it was fact. new, probably new then. Yeah. They're probably on the cutting edge of like spy and I'm sure they had like cyanide capsules yeah. back in, you know, the olden days in World War One and all kinds of stuff like that, maybe. I don't know, according to pop culture, they did. So then um operations comes in. I'm still digging operations and how like about business he is in comparison to every other version of this character. Yeah. And he is just like, you know, figure this shit out. <laughs> like <laughs> we got this man is coming, this dignitary president of whatever country, vaguely Serbian, vaguely Russian I just uh, put country. And what what I found really interesting about this as well is that this takes place pre-9-11, so the villains aren't, like, Muslim or Arab yeah. or anything like that, which is especially telling considering the people who created this show went on to create uh, 24, which every villain was Muslim, you know, uh, and it was a problem. As much as I enjoyed 24, they had a lot of problematic issues with how they cast their villains and the stories that they were telling. But then you also have to take into account the the time that the show came out. There's like a whole big conversation yeah, to have like... about 24. But I love the connection between between these two shows. I would say that between, I'd say between Nikita and a lot of shows, a lot of shows would not exist or not necessarily exist in the way that they came to be had it not been for Nikita laying the groundwork of this kind of intense spy show which yeah. as you said had action but not the campiness yeah of like the, of a lot of 90s television minus Buffy at the time um, <laughs> <laughs> but, say, but Buffy was absolutely campy like I can't say that it wasn't campy it was but I don't it's still not in it's a different league okay fine I'll accept that Xena and and Hercules were <laughs> you know like those ooh. Yeah, some of those okay. actors they brought in were Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, we we can we can I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. So then we move on to the briefing. And at this at this point I'm like, "Oh. So this is like a workplace trauma." <laughs> it's like we're just like, "Okay, we're going to go get our little this is our little assignment for the day. Here's what's happening. Nikita, you're on this." And I was like, "This is really interesting." to look at a spy show as a as a workplace drama that, did you get that feeling? i didn't catch that i didn't catch that but that's very correct like yeah yeah we're just gonna hang out and let the boss tell us what to do and then we have our task for the episode and then you have like all the interpersonal relationships as you're working and so and you kill people i mean I, yeah i feel like now it wouldn't be out of place but back then I think it's kind of a different look at how you would see this kind oh, of you, scenario. You just messed me up because now all I'm picturing is La Femme Nikita as an office style mockumentary. Yes. And I can't not unsee it. I want it. I want it <laughs> desperately. And I just want like a moment where Michael just breaks the fourth wall and looks at the camera. I need it. I hope somebody is listening to this and is like, yes, you shall receive. And that will be and the next iteration, iteration. Of, from Nikita. I can't it. wait. I can't wait. Yeah. It's, it was birthed here first, guys. I just want, you know, just throw us some credit. So 
I, I would like to know how long has passed between this episode and the pilot because Nikita seems very like settled in yeah yeah I did notice that and like especially with the way the, the pilot ended and how she felt like it's a it, it's got to be significant because she's just like in it now like, yeah but well. she still has no fucks to give so when the briefing ended you could tell she did not care yeah like operations was like nikita i want you on this or whatever he says and yeah. she has zero time for that man could not like i don't know i'm not sure she would obviously say michael i'm not sure if operations was on fire if she would grab some water to put him out i don't know i mean she's a good person but everybody yeah. has their line you know i mean she also you know you still gotta you still have to acknowledge it's like hey you kidnapped me from prison and told me i'm gonna be a spy and a killer and i didn't get any say in it whatsoever like yeah you know i'm allowed to be salty about that for a while yeah 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 um so then we go to the what is it the bar scene right where yeah. she has to like meet the connect and then here comes good old julie which so before i got the whole story and my first note on that was i was like how in the fuck did this chick recognize someone from fourth grade from across the street, power walking with a coat and glasses. Like, I was like, that is, like, I acknowledge that I have seen friends from, like, middle school now, and I recognize them. But, like, it's, like, a good long, like, looking at them, staring at them, but, like, not out of the corner of my eye while I'm buying a pretzel, <laughs> while they're across the street, power walking in a different direction. Like, I know that person. That person right there, I know her. Like, It's super so. suspicious. I will say I have had someone recognize me at an airport. I think we I didn't recognize her but she remembered my name and everything and she was like hey we went to school together I was like we did she goes yeah um like second grade (laughs) this is a totally different state like this was in Miami when when she saw me and I went to elementary school in Brooklyn (laughs) and she randomly sees me must be 20 years later and she's like hey alicia i'm like who are you how i don't i don't know they're just so there are some people who are just like that i guess i don't know but you're right about that nikita was running across the street and she had to her back and everything listen julie like spoiler alert i guess julie's a bad guy but (laughs) julie was deep into this role like she was committed that's that's what that was the other thing i was gonna point out like almost getting hit by the traffic like because all the scenes where you're just watching her and nikita is no part of it she is still in character and you're like she is still in character there's no reason for her to be in character at that point unless it's just like i have to get regular she maybe she's very method method or something yeah (laughs) she's like just in case somebody is watching you know it could could be that like in case section one has people watching she has yeah. to be in character from that moment, but she hella maintained character until the reveal at the end. Like she was, she's really good in her deceit. So then what happens? I think they so, go, what? Into, so Nikita goes into the bar to meet, uh, from, to meet the guy from the agency to get the information about um, the three attacks on uh, something, something starts with an M, ends with a bitch. Like, I can't remember his name. Like Yes, our Eastern European um, yeah. president. So they go try to meet, and 
the guy chides Nikita for being four minutes late. When I tell you to meet, that's when we're supposed to meet. Do you understand me? And I was like, so sweaty. Yo, and I was like, bro, I was like, you're just shooting pool, son. Like, Like, he's nervous. There's a lot going on. He's meeting secret government operatives and such and such. I mean, I I guess, but he was so sweaty, which was just odd to see. Yeah, like, especially I rewatched that scene specifically because I couldn't remember why she was meeting him initially. I was like, what is she doing again? So I had to go and rewatch, and it's like, oh, they're saying the agency was initially bodyguarding the East European diplomat. And they failed three times. So now that's why section one is taking over and they're getting the information from this guy. And so when Julie shows up and interrupts, initially when I first watched that scene, I was like, oh no, she's meeting with like, you know, a bad guy contacting some information. But on the rewatch, I was like, no, he's supposed to be like, I'm guessing that's their XP for the CIA, the agency. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, some random person just came up and like made her, but like, you still need to talk to her later on. Like by all means, yeah, leave now. But like, you guys still have to, like, there's still interagency cooperation. Like, just because she got made, you still have to acknowledge, like, oh, man, we got to figure out what to do. Like, Yeah, he was work. weird. Yeah. He, 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 was, he was just an odd little point. So Julie's like, hey, my friend from fourth grade that I randomly saw crossing the street, how are you? And Keita's like, I don't know who you are. Gotta go. Bye. Yeah. And she's out. And so yeah. then, here's what I really like. When Nikita gets back to um, section one and she does like her debriefing and everything and then Michael's like yeah so anything happened and she tells him the truth and I love that she tells him the truth because you have to know when the jig is up yeah right a lot yeah. of times there are certain questions that people only ask you when they already know the answer and yeah. you have to be able to know when that moment is yeah, yeah. And I hate when characters don't acknowledge that. And so she's like, oh, I'm God. So I'm just going to. And it makes sense to understand that because they've trained her to be a spy. Yeah. So she's like, oh, yeah. Also kind of ran into this woman from (laughs) who knew me. Like, not a big deal. I don't know. She like makes super light of it, but she knows what it is. Yeah. You know, Michael's like, I got it. I'm going to take care of it. We know what that means. (laughs) And I love Nikita, like, just like, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, don't worry about it. She's like, I mean, okay, then. Yeah. And I was like, like, <laughs> not for a second did I believe that. And I was like, Nikita, you got to do better. Because Michael also looked and was like, that's bullshit. The bullshit. <laughs> and I was like. Everybody <laughs> knows what's about to go down. Yeah. Everybody knows this, except for poor fake Julie. At least the, except obviously version, the version of Julie that, you know, yeah. is supposed to be, Which, like, super innocent grade school okay. friend. So this is where I have a problem. So we get to the scene where Nikita goes in there in disguise, gets a gun on her, drags her out, gunfire, gets her out of there and stuff. That's all well and good. But my problem is it's once again where someone is just too much of a mastermind because how did you know Nikita was going to win that game? Like, because yeah, Nikita, you can probably know enough about Nikita to know that Nikita wants to save her. But section one's pretty good at their job. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, yes, Nikita more than likely is going to make the attempt. What if section one's just better? <laughs> like, mm. you know, they're just trying to kill you. So Nikita's trying to save you and get you on the run and stuff. Section one just wants to put a bullet in you. It's a lot easier to just shoot somebody than try to save them and smuggle them away. Like, Very true. This is a very good point. So, But that's just the plot. Like, we're like, yeah. I always just wonder about those, like, you know, I'm such a mass manipulator. I know exactly how this is going to fall out all the time. So next we have Nikita's apartment. 
And there's a lot, there is a lot going on in this scene, some of which I do not like, but that takes place toward the end. But Julie, you know, she's freaking out. She's like, who, who are you? What's going on? She, and rightfully, if Julie would be, yeah. if Julie were like a real yeah. person, she's rightfully freaking out. And Nikita's like, just gonna have to get you out of the country. And at that point, that's when I was really like, how long has it been? Yeah, <laughs> like, because she is like very, very yeah, very comfortable, very confident in yeah. her abilities to get somebody out of the country. With fake documents and everything and set them up with a new life. Right? Yeah, like I know a guy. I mean, that comes later when she says that. But the whole thing yeah. was just, uh, it wasn't confusing. I mean, it just made me really want to know what kind of time frame are, dealing, are we dealing yeah. with here. So then Michael shows up, right? And he does this whole, like, you know, look through the apartment and whatever. He doesn't find Julie because Nikita has a hidey hole behind the in cabinets. In the apartment that section one gave her. So I was like, how did you get this? Like, how did Michael not know if it came with the apartment? And if it didn't, how did you create this? And for what purpose did you already have? Like, I had a lot, but there's a lot, there's a lot happening with that cubby hole. You're right. Section one gave her this apartment. How could they not know there was a cubby hole? Did Michael know and just not check that there was a cubby hole? That like I feel like that would be more honest with the dynamic between the characters. That he looked at that spot and he was like, she's right in there. God damn it, Nikita. And then he's just like, let me just get out of here before I got to do something I'm going to regret. Yeah. And then Michael leaves, right? And then now we're at the airport. And foreign dignitary slash president guy shows up. And he thinks that Nikita is a special president for him. Right? Because, sure. Yeah. And yeah. he's we're gonna, totally we're gonna harassing her. The, as soon as he gets out of the plane, yeah, he's like, "Eeny, meeny, hot woman. Hello, you are here to have sex with me, and we can have sushi." Uh, <laughs> 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 really dislike the way that they abuse the word sushi. The way that this man abused the word sushi. Yeah, in this like, episode, he like messed up. <laughs> Messed up my entire like I was planning on eating something. I can't even say I'm gonna have sushi for lunch now without feeling awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> so finally they get into like the tarmac or whatever. No, excuse me, they get out of off of the tarmac and they're inside of the building, and he is grabbing on Nikita's ass. Yeah. And exactly. finally she like gets control of the situation. And what I really love is when she looks at Michael and Michael just smirks and it was like approval to do whatever it is that you want to do in this moment, you know, within reason, of course, you know, so she tells this man the business. I'm not here for you to play with, you know, I'm your bodyguard, whatever, whatever. And so we move beyond that for a moment. He's, I feel like even more titillated by that. Yeah, that, which, you know, she's his I mean, bodyguard. Yeah, whatever you're you know, into. Hey, listen, judge, yeah. do, your, your thing is your thing. There's no kink shaming here. Um, so then he goes into the bathroom and suddenly killers pop out of the ceiling. <laughs> I, like, the scene was so ridiculous and I loved everything about it. <laughs> I loved everything about it. Like the giant red dot on the sniper gun. Yes, I mean, it Duke. was humongous. 
It was <laughs> humongous. So there's a sniper dot on Michael, and Nikita sees it because why would she not? It's the size of, I don't know, a silver dollar, like right on his head or his chest or whatever. Yeah. And then Nikita pushes him away. And you got people falling out of the ducts in the ceiling and whatnot. And then Nikita pulls badass and is like sliding across the floor, shooting up into the The ducks. Matrix before the Matrix, though. Yes. She was all over it. Yes, it was definitely like, yeah. a, a Matrix. It was definitely a scene out of the Matrix for sure. All we needed was some bullet time photography. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. they're shooting this whole thing, right? And then... Most importantly, they're shooting with silenced pistols because yes. that's what makes the next scene so important. Yes, yes. <laughs> silenced pistols because I guess Buddy is not supposed to know that his life is in danger? Yeah, so they did talk about that earlier in the episode where they need him to sign this peace treaty or whatever. But they understand that if he recognized that the people who are after him, if they made it to the United States after him, he would just cut and run and go back to his country where he mm. feels safer. Okay. So they can't let him know they're after him. So they're shooting with these silenced pistols that make absolutely no sound because they're that good. Right. Right. So he comes out of the bathroom. And I love this moment where Michael <laughs> just puts his hand over, over the bullet holes. <laughs> He's like, what's going on? Nothing. Let's just keep it moving. Like, it's I love good. this. I love this bit of comedy in the middle of the show so unexpected so understated yeah like michael is not supposed to be funny in any way and michael was dead ass serious there was nothing funny about what yeah, michael that's was what doing. made it funnier yeah yeah exactly that's what made it funnier that's what made it funnier so then you know guy buddy is safe and then do we go back to the apartment at that yeah. point oh, yeah God. and so yeah nikita's He's... freaking out trying to find uh her her friend and she She's asleep in the cupboard. Of course, because Julie is committed. Yo, to like Method this role. Like, <laughs> I mean, she sold me. She sold me up until the reveal. I was like, man, <laughs> like I believed it because she was, she was one hundred. Keep it like, one hundred for life. real. Julie is in this to win it. So Nikita <laughs> finds her asleep with tear tracks. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> like <laughs> with dried tear tracks on her face, and then. They, she, she grabs her out of the cupboard or whatever and Nikita's all like yeah we gotta get you out of the country I know a guy like I can handle this like she's big boss suddenly like okay Nikita um and then they have a really interesting conversation I would like to not talk about the wig slash dancing montage okay, at that's all, what I, okay all because right, that's what I was excited about <laughs> that's I was what like, you're what? excited about because it was such a hot mess like it was like what is going like Oh, I hated it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I wonder what 16 year old me thought about seeing that scene for the first time. And if I thought that that was super cool, but today me, that, oh God, it was horrible. It was so corny. <laughs> it was super corny. And those like raggedy wigs and it was just bad. Like the whole dance um, wig montage. Mixed with the flashback was oh, right in the flashbacks of the children Play, yeah. running through the meadow holding hands <laughs> like even though they live in like LA like what oh like, man I, I just yeah no so that that thing was that thing was bad but outside of that the conversation that they had I think was really important and another bit of character building for Nikita because Julie is like I can't go to another country. I can't do this. And Nikita's response to her 
is you do what you have to do. Yeah. Right. And that's who Nikita, that is, that is the show. You do what you have to do in order to stay alive. And the second part of that, after they were, you know, when they first tried on the wig and Nikita is explaining to her like that, how you look may change. A lot of things may change, but what's on the inside doesn't change. And as long as you are not lying to yourself, you will be okay. And I feel like that is as clearly as can be the theme of this show laid out for you three quarters of the way through episode two, Yeah. right? You do what you have to do to stay alive. And as long as you don't lie to yourself, then you will be okay. And it's like, is that true or not? And that is what the question is. That's going to be the dilemma for the character of Nikita for five seasons. Like, you know how long can you how much can you do what you need to without that changing who you are fundamentally mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so juicy i i just i just get so excited <laughs> when I, good writing excites me just <laughs> mm, so delicious so i really love that scene and then it all went haywire with the dancing and then nikita <laughs> is hanging out like looking over her her good friend julie and she hears some noises outside and like, she runs outside kitty gets kidnapped Sure, because Julia's a goddamn liar. Uh, but, but she's still selling it. Even, Yo, even, even after she's kidnapped, she goes and looks, and I was like, I was like, who are you faking it for now? You got like, you just kidnapped her. Like, what? Like, still, I don't know. Maybe she's like, maybe there. I, I have no idea. I was gonna say maybe, maybe she's concerned that there are um, cameras and cameras. But then they would see you go into the cubby hole, so that makes no sense. But, yeah, and it's 1997, so it's not like the camera's going to be pinhole and small. Like. Right. I, I, I mean, who is she still pretending for after, she, after Nikita gets, gets kidnapped? Then Michael shows up, and he's, like, looking around, all broody and ominous. And uh, Nikita is being tortured. Now, what did you think about this, this scene with Nikita being hung up from the ceiling? Oh, no, I, I honestly, my first thought was it made me think of Bobby Morse when she was tortured in Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she stayed confidently badass even through the torture, and I was like, okay, like you know, it hurts, but like you still talking mad trash, like oh, you, you take pain like a man. How would you know? And I was like, I love the look on her face when when he said that. <laughs> so yeah, Nikita's strung up from the ceiling, and these guys are like electrocuting, electrocuting her, like, her. Foam. but that's the old school. Yeah. way like in every not like i know from experience but from what television has told me that's the old school way of how you electrocute people uh that you were torturing back in the day so what i thought about during this scene was your favorite episode of nikita yeah. oh yeah did you not that didn't come to your mind when you were watching this not really because yeah it's the same hanging up thing but i don't know like the two Nikitas are so different to me that, like, I don't parallel them. In fact, like, I, I haven't noted, like, I tend to parallel this Nikita with Alex pretty much consistently in my head. Interesting. Very interesting. We're going to come back to that. But for this scene, what I think, when you take the scene in whole, and, of course, we have not spoken about the other episode of Nikita, um that I'm referencing here, but it's one in which Nikita gets uh, captured. Yeah. When I use that term lightly, very loosely. Yeah. Very loosely. 
she gets captured and she's back in a division, division and she's being hung from the ceiling and they're torturing her and whatnot and she escapes right now the character motivations in the scenes are very different as far as Nikita's capture and what they're talking to her about in the CW show is very personal for her you yeah. know like Amanda's trying to trigger things in her yeah. but the ways in which they escape are very similar that's yeah and yeah. I was like oh I wonder if that's a deliberate I was just wondering if it was like a deliberate callback I think it is because like when we get into the next episode I'll talk like when you compare this episode to the next episode to they very much parallel each other yes in a lot so we'll, we'll get into that but like yes. I think it has to be because they like watching this I realized how much of an homage CW Nikita paid to this and how much they paid attention to these episodes and what was going on yeah and, yeah, so I was definitely thinking that there was a connection between those, even though emotionally they cannot be the same because both Nikitas are in very different emotional yeah. spaces uh, when this when this situation happens. So then, here comes Julie, whose real name we don't know. We do know that she killed real Julie, though. And she's a badass motherfucker. And she comes in that room, like, just how they introduced her. Like and she wearing sunglasses. In a dark cave, like in like an underground cave at night. Why? Because she's a badass motherfucker. You're a bad guy. (laughs) So she comes and she does like her badass speech. What did you like about her appearance, her reveal so much? So first, I like how she got set up, which is the two bad guys who are legit torturing Nikita are like, you might think that like I'm good cop and he's bad cop, but you need to know we're both good cop, bad cops in the other room. And I was like, that is a great setup for like an intro for a bad guy. Like, yeah. like, like we're torturing you with a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I feel like that was a much better setup than even what she did. Like, I loved how she came in and just how confident and comfortable she was with like making decisions. But like that setup, I was like, oh, that's already it right there. Like, just to let you know, like, that's, that's who we she's are. She's a real one. Yeah. And and she she came in, she's like, I know about your little secret organization. Yes. And she's like, they think they know, like, oh, how do you know so much about me? It's like, I know more about you than you know about you. Like, what? And I believe it. Yeah. And like, I then fully she just, believe it. And then she's just like, you know, section one thinks they're so secret. They're not that secret. Like, yeah. like, like she was, I was like, oh. and I feel like that's such a good setup for the rest of the show. Just like the whole idea that section one's like, oh, we're super badasses. And then there's some bad guys who's like, no, you guys are cute, but don't worry. We'll show you what a badass motherfucker is. Yeah. And yeah. Like, so her whole thing was just like, I was like, oh, honestly, I thought she was going to like be a longer term villain. I was like, oh, this is a great like intro for like a whole season villain. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to quick draw with a bazooka. Nope. Oh, you know what? I forgot something very important about that. Yes, not the shoe, but we're going to talk about the shoe. But, before, but back to the previous scene where this was during, this is why I forgot it, because it was during the dancing and the wig scene. When Nikita gets a stick-on tattoo for Julie and licks the tattoo to put it on Julie's skin, I almost had a heart attack. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> Hey, hey, just saying, at least she's not drinking bleach. At least that's true. She's not drinking bleach or Lysol. Uh, FYI, please don't drink bleach or Lysol. 
so I I'm just like what no yes I understand that it's triggering especially during coronavirus times but just as in normal in normal situations why would you let someone lick something and then put it on your skin I know it's me the germaphobe coming out I we, I we discussed this before but I just had to take a moment when I saw that in that scene to the point where I wrote it down in my notes <laughs> <laughs> I was so unbelievably disgusted. But okay, back to the torture scene, which was less terrifying to me than the licking of the fake tattoo. Um, <laughs> so. Okay, so we did skip over something. We skipped over the little spy tech scene where they're giving Nikita the boots. Oh, yes. Like the boot yes. The, where Walter is hooking her up. We haven't really, they haven't really shown Walter that much yet, but Walter actually okay. is a very. He he's he stays there. He's he's in the show for the long haul, and he's a good guy. Okay, but so um yeah, I was just watching get the boot, and I was like, oh, this is um clearly a Chekhov's gun. Like, I wonder where this is gonna fire off at. Like, I'm giving you one piece of spy tech that has nothing to do with your mission or what's going on right. in any way whatsoever. Right. It's like, oh, this is clearly like, here's a hint. It's right yes. here. This is it. And then lo and behold how she manages to stop from getting shot in the face after Julie leaves. Cause Julie, Julie, what I, here's what I really liked about Julie is that she realized Nikita was not going to give her anything. Yeah. Exactly. So she cut, cut it real quick. Like, okay, yeah, just like, kill her. I'm going to go handle my business. Like I need to handle it. We don't have time for this. Well, I was like, she is a real bad guy. Like she's like, Oh, this is, this is a waste of time. Just shoot her. And let's move it on. And right. like, I appreciate that. Where it's not like, I want to kill you cause I hate you or I'm angry. It's just like pragmatic villainy. Like, I got yeah. stuff to do. You're sitting here hanging. We got other people to torture. Shoot her, put the next person up, and we can get some more information from them. Right. So, you know, bad guy, you know, sidekick, he's going to shoot Nikita. And, or no, like, she calls him closer or something like that, or he turns well, no, around he, or he something. He can't figure out how to shoot her from a distance, even though she's hanging. So he gets super close, and she kicks him because he's a dumbass. Like, yeah. And activates her tracker. And then yeah. Michael gets the notification. Just to be Batman again, though. I mean, like, it like, was so clearly Batman. So like, Michael comes running and jumping through the window, breaking the glass. Window. Which, where are they? That They're like underground, but it has a skylight window. Like, but it doesn't I, matter. They need I one mean, for Batman to come in. It is straight out of a comic book. Yes. Like, I say that like I read comic books, but... I do read comic books, and that is literally... There's one comic book where it's about like, kick-ass, where the main character is trying to be a stereotypical comic book superhero, and he trains jumping through windows like that. That's See? literally a montage of him doing that. So Batman comes in. He doesn't save the day, but he assists Nikita yeah. in freeing herself. And she's already Jack got one dude in the chokehold with her leg. Right, right. And, and also, um, his buddy that came in to help, what was that guy doing? Yo. Like, Obviously, you're going to shoot your friend. Like, what? You're not that great of a shot, unlike Nikita, as we learn later. And as we've learned in the first episode, who has incredible aim, um, this guy <laughs> shoots his friend like center ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, here's my thing. So the first dude knew he couldn't shoot, so he gets close to Nikita, gets kicked. The second dude can't shoot worth a damn, doesn't want to acknowledge it, and wants to shoot from a distance in the middle of them struggling. I was like, yo, <laughs> turn 
her hands are tied up and her legs are wrapped around Buddy. You can get close now. Like, <laughs> there's nothing she can do. Like, nothing except to mess you again your head. And that's why he ends up shooting his own friend. And then Michael Batman's in and, and handles and handles him. Right. So now they have this like moment where Michael is creating a story to cover for Nikita. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, Michael, like there's something here. I like that you don't know what it is and that it's not overtly um, romantic or sexual or anything like that but it is there's an intimacy to it and like a closeness but it's still shaded because you don't know michael's motivations you just know that this might be a bit out of character for him but he's doing it anyway yeah so what do you think about that scene i liked it like i've been trying to get a feel for what their relationship is and why michael has like such a place for Nikita and everything but I did like that scene and I feel like even though you don't know what that place is you understand now that it's got to be something deep because he's like okay we're gonna lie to our bosses about your borderline treason actually (laughs) like and we're gonna make this work and we're just gonna move on and no we're not gonna talk about it this is what we're gonna do and I was like oh so you're in it like like we about to go spread this lie keep this secret right and we'll get to the end about that which is why I love I love this boss over section one. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to that. So next we're at the airport and uh, the president of whatever country he's done what he needs to do. And he's boarding the plane and he's like, yeah, when I come back, we'll get some sushi. Ha ha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so any sushi. Just make it. <laughs> so he gets on the plane and he's off. Meanwhile, Nikita's spidey senses are acting up because she knows Julie is out here about to blow some shit up. So she's looking around and then she sees the window open, she takes off running. Julie, everybody has a rocket launcher all the time. Yo, okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, yo, was there like a 10 for one sale for these goddamn things? Everybody's got a bazooka. Everybody. Julie is just aiming for the, uh, for the plane. And then when Nikita comes in there in true Nikita fashion, does not shoot her immediately, which is what? the move would be. Yes, like, I would like, just like to say, like, it, if someone's pointing a bazooka at me, please shoot them immediately. Like Immediately, yeah. But Nikita, being Nikita, is like, don't do it. And Julie is like, girl. Yeah, like, like that, that's exactly what it is. It's like, what? what? Like, we just done kidnapped you, tortured you. Obviously, we are about this life. Please don't do it. Like, that, that is the thing that is going to change my mind and rearrange my whole life. Like, this blonde chick who I don't actually know is the most important thing. Because it's not like that's the real Julie. Because right. he just still acting like this is the real Julie who's just become something else. It's like, no, that chick is dead. Like, yeah. I, I tortured her, got all your information, and then I killed her. Like, But Nikita, I think, cannot believe that people are just bad. You know? like, I, Or at least not yet, I don't think. You know, it's, it's a process. It's character. Character building. You know? So she's like, just you know don't do it and julie is obviously not about that so she continues to try to shoot this guy and then nikita shoots the bazooka but so, i just gotta say that julie's attempt to quick draw with a bazooka was already a flaw like, well so but that was before we didn't even yeah. get to the quick draw yet oh yeah, yeah so nikita shoots the bazooka and like julie like 
flies into the wall or whatever. And then they have to have like a heart to heart. And Nikita wants to know, who are you? Like, what is your name? And so this, I think, is very important because it ties back into the scene that they had before the dancing started about you, you know, what you're wearing isn't important as long as, you know, it it won't change who you are inside. And as long as you don't lie to yourself. And so Nikita's trying to get to that because she's like, but who are you really? Because I don't think this is who you are. Who's the good person inside, right? Which is such a weird thing to ask a person who you've only known, who's lied to you, tortured you, and tried to blow someone up with a bazooka. <laughs> like, but I think that's a part of this Nikita's character is trying to like see goodness in people, even if they don't necessarily deserve it in the frame of the show, you know? And maybe that's a, it could, in most circumstances, that's a good, that's a character attribute. Yeah. In this circumstance, it's a character flaw, at least right now, it's a character flaw, you know? And she's trying to find out more about Julie. And Julie is like, this is who I am. Like, that's why I'm gonna try to quick draw on you with a bazooka, which makes no sense. Uh, but she already said, I'm not going to jail. Like, just shoot me. Yeah. So she was, she was, she wanted it. She knew she wasn't going to win. She knew she was going to die. Yeah. Or rather she knew if she didn't push her hand that she was going to end up in jail and she didn't want that. Yeah. So then it makes sense that she tries to quick draw. (laughs) With a bazooka. With a bazooka. And then Nikita shoots her. Yeah. Could have saved that whole conversation. But I do think the conversation was important to tie back into what they spoke about during the dance wig montage. I guess that like makes sense in terms of the show, but I've just seen that type of conversation done better in other media. Like like the Dresden Files has a scene where um he comes across these kids who are working for a gang and they've done some bad things, but you also get to see their side of the story, which is that the only person who's taking care of them is this gang leader and has been taking care of them for their whole life. And they want to do like they they make it more nuanced. Mm-hmm. But in this case, the only thing you know about this Julie is that she is a straight up bad guy who had you tortured. And then when you realize you went and talk, was very cavalier about your death. So like yep. I, that's that's my main thing is that like I get what they were attempting, but you needed to do more with the Julie. actual character, not like because all you like the only good stuff you saw is when she's play acting. Like you had to show something of her when she's re- done after reveal to make that feel more genuine. But yeah. So then Nikita's just walking down the tarmac and it's very somber. It's very, there's like sad music playing and it's really sad. And I appreciate that it's so sad. She has lost a fake friend, but (laughs) more importantly, it's like every episode, she's a little bit more in, Yeah. you know? And Julie is who Nikita doesn't want to become. God, yeah. And so that's kind of, I feel like, the note where you end this episode on. You get a version of Nikita that she does not want to be. So how, again, is she going to hold on to who she really is throughout the... It's just reinforcing the theme. So that's why I really like that. That moment. And then, oh, so then we get back to... To section one, yeah. To section one. Yeah. And this is where I love it because I love a capable, like, in this case, the head of 
of section one is a bit of an antagonist, like because Nikita and Michael are kind of doing their own thing. And I love the fact that they think they're so clever and getting one over on him. And he just looks Michael dead in the face. And he's like, who do you think you're lying to? And he's like, you're just lucky that she's still so talented. And I like the fact that he addresses, he's like, I know she's acting up, but she still gets the job done, which is why she gets another chance. And like, he gives a clear reason for why he hasn't just like canceled her like he went on. He's like, and it just makes sense. And it also puts Michael on his toes. He's like, yo, stop it. Right. Like, Tighten up. Her in check. Like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all we doing? We have rules. If she cannot abide by them, both of you are going to take the fall for it. And rightfully so, because in this case, Nikita was completely and totally dead ass wrong yes. and got played. Yes. And like, so, and I like that, that like her empathy and the things that would make her like, you know, normally a good person, like, I want to protect this person. I don't want to see bad things happen. It's used against her. And like, I feel like that is an important part of her character journey. Mm-hmm. So it has to be one of those things that makes her take that turn. And like, yeah. Yeah. Like, great, great scene. Great scene of like putting Michael on the spot as well and giving yeah. him more stakes in what happens with Nikita. Great scene setting up operations and what kind of person he is. And then Michael walks down to the circular briefing area space (laughs) the open air space that they have where lots of people it's like the Grey's Anatomy elevator I feel like people (laughs) meet in this space walk by and have important moments so they meet there and Nikita's trying to have a little moment because she's feeling a ways Michael helped her out or whatever but Michael just came from this meeting and he knows that they need to tighten up. So he has now, not that he's ever in the two episodes that we've known him, not that he's ever been effusive with emotions or anything like that, but yeah. you can definitely tell that there's a pullback a little bit. Yeah. And it's a bit drawing for her a little bit, but then they go their separate ways. And then that's the end of the episode, right? Yeah. I think so. Yes, yeah. So I really enjoyed this episode as a whole great follow-up to episode one in that it really sets up the structure of how the episodes excuse me are going to go yeah moving forward like you know it's really i i like this as you, as you know i don't like procedurals <laughs> yeah but i like when you can mix elements of a procedural but still have an overarching theme and build a mythology and deal with characters so sure you're gonna have your um not case but like assignments that you have to achieve but that's just a means to an end for the people living in this world to get to know them and see their lives and see what Nikita does so on and so forth so love the episode thought it was a great follow-up to the pilot you have any final thoughts on it I know like, uh, once we go in, it's just starting to talk about CW Nikita. Ooh, CW Nikita. Yeah. So, episode two of this one, of this one is called 2.0. Yeah. Do you think they mean 2.0 like Alex is Nikita 2.0? Or that it's just the show Nikita is Nikita 2.0? Or all of the above? I think it's supposed to be all of the above. But, like, I think it's a focus on the Alex because it is a very Alex backstory-heavy episode. Yeah. Um, which I like. What I really like, though, is I didn't catch it 
when I first watched it. I when I was first watching the episodes, I watched La Femme Nikita, then I watched Nikita. And it was only when I went back to La Femme Nikita on the rewatch that I catch that these two episodes actually paralleled each other very well. Yeah, they like do. Like the entire premise of both of them. And it's like Nikita, the division of Nikita is like a dark mirror of section one. Like they're both projecting East European oligarchs or whatever, but in very different circumstances. Yes. Like wherein La Femme Nikita, they're protecting this guy to bring peace to this area and supporting him in his efforts to like, you know, do good things. And in this case, they're protecting a guy who only got out of criminal prison on a technicality. Like, yeah, he's a and, war criminal. Yeah, and he wants to go right back and continue his war crimes in his country. Like, I'm going to take over again, even though, you know. Well, in the Femme Nikita, Section 1 is ostensibly the good guys, right? Yeah. They just yeah. go about being the good guys in a really terrible way. Yeah. And in Nikita, Division, they are clearly the bad guys like yes of course we support the war criminal (laughs) like i need money which is why the percy is taking this job of protecting this guy because he doesn't want budget that's why we're jumping ahead at the beginning of this episode nikita walks is is like in a boutique and i love that they play it like the typical woman shopping for bags or clothes scene but she's actually getting so firearms <laughs> it made me so happy because it made me think of the scene in the in john wick where he's shopping for guns as well oh except right. this is the original this set the precursor for that yes like, you like, are so right and i love that scene in john wick i mean i love everything about john wick yeah mostly yeah. i love halle berry's sequence in john wick 3 the and if oh, you man. have not seen john wick 3 and if you have not seen John Wick and you enjoy Nikita, yeah. you should see John Wick because it's great. But also, if you have not seen John Wick because, I don't know, you don't like Keanu Reeves or whatever, you know, for whatever reason, I highly recommend you just watch the Holly Berry sequence in John Wick 3 because I promise you, if you are listening to this podcast, you will absolutely love that sequence. And it is worth the price of admission. I still think about that sequence and I still think about Holly Berry's character. I want to know what she's doing. I would like a movie with her. Uh, I was, re- I, honestly, <laughs> I was ready to follow her story. I was like, John Wick, who, what's she do? Like, let's go with her. <laughs> yeah, like, especially like when you hear about the training and that she actually had to learn and train with the dogs. Yes. To be for real that badass. Yeah, everything. Anyway, about so we just, I'm just going to yeah. say that's what I'll be doing when we finish recording this. I'll probably go and watch that. Um, sidebar, (laughs) back on topic, Nikita is shopping for firearms and this guy, like, does he know Nikita? Like, you have to have known her. Like, and and you just think like, I got to drop on Nikita. And it's like, everyone always thinks that right before they get shot. Why? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So I was on the TV shows page for Nikita. And I forgot what choke it was, but they did have this one section where they mentioned it's like one of the things is that they like they regularly rob uh, arms dealers to get guns, and it's like you would think they would learn eventually. And seeing this in the second episode, it's like oh, so he's the first one, and they never learn. Never. Like, and, and my favorite thing is when she t- when she gets the drop on him, because um, why he thought he was you yeah. know big and bad enough to get the drop on her, but she gets the drop on him, and. 
he's like, you're not going to kill me? And she's like, I got better things to do. Like, you yes, like don't that, flatter yourself. <laughs> like, that level of disregard to a dude who just put a gun, like, you were never even a threat. Like, right. this was just, like, like you My thought you were doing something. are too expensive, even though I'm stealing them from you. I'm taking <laughs> them from you. They're still worth too much to waste on you. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> she gets her firearms and goes on about her business. Now you get introduced to this episode's Eastern European dignitary they, who is a war criminal. And the names are even so similar. Like, I don't even remember, but they're both like something that starts with an M and ends with a bitch. Yeah. Like, this guy is like Dadich or something. Dadovich, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And Percy and Michael are like grabbing him from jail or whatever. And that's where you get the backstory that Percy is doing this because he needs money. Yeah. Right? Not yeah. because he wants to help the world. <laughs> because he needs money. Which there's an important line in there that plays a part later, which is that when Percy talks about needing money, he's like, if I can't, you know, make our budget here, I'll have to do it other way. Is such as canceling the new recruit. Right. Which is really important because it highlights that Percy recognizes in Michael that Michael's goal is to keep the recruit safe. Yes. He acknowledges that and he uses that as a lever to control Michael. That Ooh, plays a part later on. What a great observation. Because I didn't even take it that deep. That's a great observation that it's more than just because I'm like, when I saw it, I was just like, wow, Percy is horrendously ruthless and he is really looking at these recruits as a commodity period and nothing more than that and they're just a line item on his budget but it really adds a lot of depth when you look at it like he's saying this in particular to michael as a way of control since we learned in the first episode that's why michael that's stays that's why yeah. michael stays oh damn so good i love it yeah. i yeah. love it so we're, we're gonna circle back to that later on but I think it plays another important role in like just Percy's a little reckless with Michael and like you can't be I mean with, you can't be reckless like that with your dragon in chief like well and we know how it ends like but you know what I'm really feeling Michael this go around like I think I mentioned before that in the first couple times that I've watched this show I or at least in the first time I watched the show I it took me some time to really get on board with Shane West as Michael. But in this version, not in this version, but this time around, I am really enjoying Michael from the beginning. And I think a lot of it has to do with when you're watching any kind of a remake, it's sometimes so difficult to get out of the, the original. Out of the original. Yeah. And the original Michael from La Femme Nikita holds such a special place for me <laughs> that it was just really hard for me to accept Shane West's version of Michael. And now knowing the entire story, yeah. I actually like Michael from the beginning because I can see more clearly now who he is. Who yeah. he is and, and, and what is going on. And yeah. like I like that too because it does show that they clearly knew who Michael was early on. Yes. Like this wasn't like a very like, oh, we're going to shift the character and take him this new direction. Like they knew who he was from the first episode. Right. And like they had a very clear idea. And yeah, like once you know the whole show, like Michael has been Michael the whole time. The like, whole time. The whole time. So then what we leave Michael and Percy and we're back in Division. 
and yeah. nerd is teaching them how to computer yeah and Which i love that he at least acknowledged like i even made it look like a video game i was like yes. thank you for that lampshade <laughs> hanging moment because i was like what is this hacking where you're like running through a maze yeah. and i was like thank you for at least addressing and like you know dropping something on there to make this more acceptable it's like this i did this for the for the teenagers for the so y'all can for the tweens so y'all can learn how to hack or whatever and there's jade oh well, i can't before wait until jade. she dies before jade tom coming over to help alex which i was Ugh. like okay like bruh shoot your shot get shot down let's move on okay and helped her wrong yeah like <laughs> like more importantly helped her wrong like he goes out of his way to to be captain save the day and then gets the code wrong or whatever yeah. and then throws himself on the sword at the end Ugh, you can go too I'm not going like, to say I can't wait until he dies because, spoiler alert, he does. Uh, but... No, I feel pretty confident that I can't wait until he dies. Look, like, he didn't annoy me as much as Jake because at least I okay. feel like his behavior was, like, it made sense for who he was and, like, I could see a person like him existing for real. Yeah, like, okay. Just the, see, the trying the, too hard. And, see, and, that's, and, that's actually why Jade, well, I hate Jade deeply, Tom annoys me more because I can see that dude in real life and yes. that dude annoys me in real life. Yes, that, yes, so, Tom would annoy me in real life. Absolutely. But like Jade is so fictionalized and over the top that yes. like you're just like, she's like, this. you're just obnoxious in a way that can never exist in real life. Right. But that's why I can't stand Jade more to me because at least Tom is realistic in yeah. him and his annoyances. Like I've known Tom. I know that guy. Like I didn't meet him in, you know, assassin school. Yeah, but, but uh, I yeah. did meet him in the Air Force when I was there. I know Tom. <laughs> I work with a bunch of them, and you're just like, please to God, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. please. Like, sorry. But, yeah. but uh, good old Jade just doing the most for no reason at yeah. all, regardless of her own safety. That is the, yeah. Okay, so we haven't gotten to that scene yet. Right. We'll there. right. Let's finish up with the hacking yes. school. So, Alex purposely fails specifically to get extra time on the computer. Mm-hmm. Berkhoff gives her the um, the skinny, like, hey, if you're not doing good. Like, and I actually like this because it didn't feel like Berkhoff was trying to threaten her to be mean. It felt like he was telling her some real truth. Like, yep. hey, this is some important stuff you need to know. If you are not passing, failing is not just an F, it's a graveyard. Like, right. He's <laughs> trying to save her life. And I love, I love this moment for Berkhoff because... Yeah. I love when you just get little pieces of character because you don't have, in a show like this, you don't necessarily have time to dig into all of the characters all the time. And so you just have to be very smart with how you dole out these character beats. And I feel like they do a really good job with Burkhoff. Like, I just, I love all of these characters so much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like they did good with him with like the whole scene in last episode with him talking to Nikita, like, hey, nerd, like you got a lot there. This one between this character beat and then Shoutnet. Mm, like yeah. you know like, <laughs> yes you really get a yes. feel for who Burkhoff is yes you like and, him and you do get to know more about OG Burkhoff on La Femme Nikita as the series okay. goes on like I said he and Walter I was actually a bit sad that the character of Walter did not transfer over to Nikita yeah. because I enjoyed him as well so it'll be cool I think for you to experience the original versions of both of those characters um, so yeah, Burkhoff helps Alex out and yeah. Alex is 
on the computer chit-chatting with Nikita. Yeah, her mentor and like, you know, her mom figure and whatever else you want to call it. The, yes, she, the, Nikita 1.0. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's yeah. she's the, the the alpha, the omega, yeah, all of that. They're chit chatting on the chat box or the shadow box or whatever they yeah. call it, and I love that Nikita also managed to make a voice. Yeah, a voice in the thing, a vo- Yeah, yeah, that sounds like Alex too. Like you just had time to do that. Also, <laughs> you just have to show everybody how good you actually are. At everything. At everything everything. that you created that as well. So they're talking about, what are they talking about? Oh yeah, because, so what they're talking about is Nikita needs information about the upcoming mission. And Alex is like, I'm the lowest on the totem pole. And, but she's like, I'm going to do it. I'm like, I can handle it, whatever. And Nikita's like, no, 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 don't. Yeah. Do they have a flashback in this scene? To mm, not yet, not that, not yet, not, not yet. yet. Okay, not yet. So then you go to back to school, right? And Alex is trying to like you know put the gun together and all stuff, and she's way better than everybody else, obviously. And I love that during their previous conversation, Nikita told her like, "Don't mess up too much." Like, yeah. you know, like you you can't be too horrible. Yeah, <laughs> like, you need that right balance. So of course she kicked ass putting the weapon together and then michael comes in and he's all you know we need you for a mission we why that yeah. yeah we got to go back to the why they need her yes. for a mission yes because that's the scene i want to talk about about michael <sighs> so they get this russian oligarch and once again this is how it parallels the lafemme nikita episode because they get this russian oligarch in there and one he is very cavalier about his own safety here he is knows he's the target of assassination stands in front of the full-length mirror, opens up the curtains and, like, stands there like his Superman post looking out the window. And, and Michael immediately walks by him and closes the damn window. <laughs> and you can see that close the goddamn window in his face mm-hmm. when he closes it. And the guy's like, oh, he's no fun. And Percy chides Michael for, like, oh, you know, you gotta let him have some fun. And Michael's like, we have, like, multiple groups out to kill him. And also Nikita. Like, are you forgetting Nikita? He's again? the only one that never forgets. Yeah, and he, and, like, it's amazing how cavalier Percy was about it. It's like, oh, well, you're supposed to go and find her. And, and Michael's like, that sounds really good. But she's Nikita. And you're saying that, like, go to Taco Bell and pick me up, like, you know, a crunch wrap supreme or something. That sounds really good right now, by the way. <laughs> I haven't had Taco Bell in years. But I don't know, man. During pandemic times, everything sounds good. I would love a crunch wrap supreme. <laughs> yeah. But so, Michael, what... What I really appreciate about this scene is that it made me realize very early on why Percy would fail in the end. And it's because he has zero respect for Nikita's ability. Zero. And And I, I just, I can never quite pin why that is. If it's just because he's a narcissist or like, is he, is his ego his own undoing? And is that all yeah, that gets him in the end? Because it, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's acknowledged that Nikita is a big threat, but he just won't, like, acknowledge how big a threat and the problems. And so, like, even better is when Michael is talking to him and brings up, like, you know, because Percy's like, oh, who does Nikita work for? And Michael's trying to explain, it's like, Nikita is not going to work for anyone. Right. Maybe she's working with someone, but there is no one who's going to be telling her what to do. 
Right. And if you think that's the case, you're approaching this entirely wrong. And Percy's just like, you know, whatever. But then we move on from that because then creepy Russian oligarch decides that he needs some female companionship now that mm. he's out of jail. Yep. And so Michael's immediate comment, which we actually got to go back a little bit further, because Michael did make the comment early on in the episode when he's talking to Percy about this guy. He's like, you know, back in the old days, five years ago, we would have been killing this dude. Yep. Very important that that is clearly how Michael feels about this entire situation. <laughs> that plays a big part. That's why I had to chuckle back there. But we'll move back for now. And so he's like, so now we're going to pimp this dude? Like, is that what we're doing? He's like, fine, I'll call an escort service. And then Percy rubs in his face Michael's line about security issues. He's like, no, get one of the new recruits. Number 12, that Alex girl. And I have no idea, one, why would you want to pick the recruits for this? Like, anyway, like, clearly they are not skilled. They shouldn't be out in the field. Why are you bringing them out into this? Like, if you're worried about a security risk, bring in the, like, you know, girl who just got off meth a month and a half ago, to the best of your knowledge, and hasn't been trained, not the best idea in the first place. Two, you just had that previous scene where you acknowledged that Michael feels protective of these recruits. And now you're going to send Michael to pretty much feed one of these girls to, like, this horrible person. And, like, since you've seen the parallel between uh, Nikita from La Femme Nikita and Alex, which is why I brought that up before, like Alex is running the trail of Nikita. So you, even though you don't have that same chemistry between Michael and Alex, Michael still obviously cares for Alex, just in a different way. Right. And so picking Michael's new favorite to go have this honeypot mission with this horrible dude, like what is the point of that? Like, why would you even send Michael? Like at that point, sit and roll and don't even tell Michael tell Michael, like, hey, we're gonna do something. I don't want you to be involved. But like sitting Michael's like rubbing his face in it. And it's just like Planting those seeds for the start. Because the Percy season. is an asshole. Yeah. He's but an like, asshole. Like, to the point where he won't even allow... I really think it just will boil down to his ego. Yeah. In that he's a megalomaniac, and he... Definitely. Will, he just thinks that nothing is ever going to touch him, and he can play with people's lives and do whatever he wants, and everybody is like a piece on his board. And yeah, he just, like, you know, for his own amusement. That's why he would do it. Which I never because understand. It doesn't make sense tactically. Yeah. It, it doesn't like, make sense at all. And, so, and, and then like, he has zero care about these recruits. Like, yeah. zero we, care. Like, you are literally sending Alex to go get pimped out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so, like, my, and this is always one of my, like, pet peeves with any kind of premise like this. You're training badass assassins, and you're pissing all over them. Like, that can only end one way. Yep. Like, like, no matter how many of them you stop, if you keep making more of them and keep pissing them all off, <laughs> eventually only one of them has got to succeed and be like, you know what, I hate this dude, Percy. I'm going to shoot him in the face. Let's talk about the Alex flashbacks. Let's talk about all of them at one time because oh, I can't okay. remember where they all pop up in the yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the first flashback you get is Alex walking into one of the nicest crackdowns crack I've ever seen, ever seen on television. Like, yeah. it, the, the light is shining in beautifully. Everyone is, like, healthy looking. And yes. it, it's, it's very fancy. So yeah. <laughs> she walks in. And I want to give a shout out to all... I want to give a shout out to the consistency of bad wigs for all <laughs> the flashbacks. 
Sorry. It doesn't matter the year, the language, it nothing matters. Whenever there is a flashback to a Nikita character's time as a drug addict, the wig is horrendous. And I appreciate that attention to detail because Alex's wig, wow. My goodness, it's so bad. So it's so bad. <laughs> so she walks in there with her god awful wig, and she needs her. I don't even. Is it crack that she's taking? No, no, she's it, mad. I think mad. she's mad. Okay. Yeah. So she walks in. She gives this guy a lot of money, and he's like, "It's not enough, sure, guy." So she's like, "Stop playing with me," and he's like, "I know. I'll rape you because that's what How happens." Was, yeah. So. Yeah. He, his lackey is going to like hold her down and then Mama Nikita. Nikita shows up and very quickly kicks everyone's ass. And I like that something important happens here and it's that Alex picks up the gun and she was terrible at shooting it, but she was not afraid of shooting it. Yeah. And I think that speaks a lot to her character going forward, but it also parallels all of the other Nikita stories in yeah. that there was a shooting that happened. It's just in this instance, she didn't kill anyone yeah. and she was getting saved. And so you have this parallels to a later flashback that happens. So we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Then you have Alex wakes up in the hot box. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. Like I was going <laughs> to say, that's totally like, I was like, if that happened to me right now, I would be like, Oh, I've been kidnapped. Like this is this is going bad for me. Like, yeah, and not being on drugs. So imagine <laughs> you're on, on the drugs. Yeah. yeah, on the come yes, down. Yes, on the drugs, come down is... from drugs, and you wake up in a hot box, in a strange, beautiful wherever Nikita stays is like gorgeous. Yeah, like, like... is gorgeous where she sleeps on cots, like really thin cots that makes the like. It doesn't. I have I have issues with their cot situation, and I never really noticed it before. But I'm like, why don't you just like you can buy a bed? <laughs> no, because like think about it. Before that, she was like homeless. Then she was in jail. Then she was in division. They probably sleep on cot. A bed probably feels awkward as shit by now. It's no, it like, doesn't. Nikita had an apartment. Like she yeah. didn't stay in division for six years. Yeah, I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm just trying. Okay, I'm just trying. <laughs> so yeah, Alex wakes up in the hot box, and Nikita's like. Um, I don't know if it's at this point that she says this, but Alex is like, what the hell is going on? And she's like, I'm doing for you what I wish somebody would have done for it is me. There. Right? Yeah, it is there. Yeah. Okay. And so that's the parallel right there from where Alex shoots the gun and nobody dies versus all other versions of Nikita, where, except for LFN, the series, yeah. where um, Nikita actually does kill someone yeah. in that moment. And even though Nikita, La Femme Nikita, the series, she doesn't kill anyone, there was still nobody who intervened on her, her behalf yeah. to help her, yeah. you know? And so I like that sort of parallel. So you get that scene, and then you get a scene where Alex tries to kill herself, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, that's when you get Nikita after she saves her with the dish soap in the water to make her throw up. I was Listen. Like, Dawn is something else. It didn't say Dawn on there, but I tell you it was Blue Dawn. I know it was because that stuff is magical. It takes oil off of ducks. Uh, That's right. I remember that. Right? I, I love that it commercial. It kills That's... fleas on dogs. 
Really? I didn't yes, know that it one. does. It, I mean, it kills fleas, period, on whatever animals. But yeah, so what happens is, pro tip, I guess if you have a dog and you don't know this, if your dog has fleas, you get some Dawn dish detergent and you give them a bath with that. And the suds, you have to make sure it gets super sudsy and the suds suffocate the fleas. And so you have to let it sit on them for a bit and then you wash them off. And then of course you have to immediately wash them again with a hydrating, like an oatmeal shampoo or something like that. Because even though the Dawn is not gonna like ruin your dog's like skin or coat or anything, it's definitely not like nutritious for them. So you wanna follow it up with a nutritious bath with like an oatmeal rinse or something like that. I found that out online. Um, So, and it works really great. It kills fleas. It saves the ducks, and apparently, it get it drugs out your system. Get drugs out your system. Dawn is a magical, magical thing, and it's only like a dollar at Dollar Tree or something. You know what? We should be drinking that. That's what we should be drinking. <laughs> sorry, let me not say that before somebody does it. Let me let me wind it back. I'm sorry. Please, everyone, listen to this podcast. That was a joke. I was not being sarcastic. A day later, please don't drink Dawn dish soap. Don't don't do ingest it. it. Don't do it to yourself, guys. Please. Um, sorry yeah so she makes her drink some uh, a dawn dish soap smoothie and she pukes up all the uh the drugs and alex is furious because she's like i have nothing to live for everyone that is important to me is dead and that's when alex reveals and this is what happens like one of the last scenes of the episode that's when nikita reveals to alex like i know who your family is i've been searching for you for two years and, you know, we got work to do, basically, yeah. if you're willing to do it. So, and thus the beginning of 2.0, Nikita yeah. 2.0, I guess. So those are all of the Alex flashback scenes in that. So, yeah, after we get that scene, after, you know, Alex gets her Dawn dish soap smoothie, gets her whole life right, gets, you know, all the stuff up out of her system. And Nikita admits that she's been actually looking for Alex and knows who killed her family. And now she's pretty much going to bring her into this plan to bring down Division and, you know, let her know that Division killed her family. It gets complicated for me now because it feels like at first you're like, oh, she's helping Alex. But now it's like, is she helping Alex or is she using Alex? Especially with what we find out later about what happens to Alex's family. Because it's one issue if Division as a nameless entity killed Alex's family, but we know that's not what happened. Like, and- Can it be both? No, I definitely feel like it, like, it is. Like, it's, she feels responsible for Alex, and she wants Alex to help get some of her own back and get some agency back by bringing down the place that forced this, that forced this situation on her. But she, the way she does it without giving Alex all of the facts, up front. Yeah, yeah. It's problematic. Yes. It's problematic. Yes, it is. You're, like, you're, you're right. Yes, it is. So, but okay. That's something that's to dig into when we get yeah, more yeah, once we into get those Alex episode. reveal yeah. episodes. Yeah. So then we have, um, oh, Jade. No, no, no. Before Jade. Does that not Jade. happen? Not yet. It's, oh, okay. Uh, we have to have the hotel room scene first. Oh, the, uh, the okay. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah. Alex is now being sent to the slaughter by Percy and she's in the hotel room with the war criminal 
and literally like Percy sent her pimped her out like a prostitute like that's literally what he has done and war criminal takes her into the bedroom and the look on Michael's face you can tell that it is taking everything in him to allow this to happen yeah and yeah just bad move on Percy's part like just always slowly fermenting this eventual starscream moment yeah so Alex goes in there and war criminal obviously wants to have sex with her and Alex does not want that but before we get to that part she calls Nikita and tells her this is the guy this is where I am and yes I am actually here right now and she hangs up the phone and mama Nikita going hard grabs the big ass gun and she gets there before they finish their glass of wine like Like, who even knows what Nikita was supposed to be doing at that point yeah I don't know (laughs) she grabbed up her gun and took off running and teleported yeah, like just on top of the roof, across from the building, already setting it up. Watch, like Alex is legit finishing her glass of champagne, and I was like, "What? God damn!" Right. So then, uh, you don't get to see any of this, thank goodness. But you hear Alex trying to stop this war criminal, yeah, Ugh. from raping her, essentially, Ugh. right? Yeah. And Michael is on the other side of the door listening to this and you just get to see his face while all of this is happening and you get to watch his rage yeah build and build and build until it bursts and so I I feel some type of way so like he gets to the scene and he hands his gun over and like it makes me mad for what happens next but in hindsight I recognize exactly why he was like no I cannot take this gun into yep. this room and like I'm gonna kill so, this man. Yeah, I'm gonna like, kill this I totally man. understand like, why he yeah. was like, no, I cannot have this gun on me while I go and do what I'm about to go and do. Cause Yeah, makes total sense. Like it was yeah. a smart move on his part for who he yeah. is. Very smart move to hand his firearm over. And then he goes in there and like cold cocks this man basically yeah. with the quickness, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden we forgot to mention the other the other bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> The terrorist group. The terrible accent blonde. Oh, oh my God. That Russian accent, like, wow. kicked me all the way out the episode. Like, I mean, what's her name? Yulia? I don't know. I, it, <laughs> I, I feel like it should have been as an it homage was, to Julia. Was, to Julia? No, it was Hannah. It oh. was Hannah. Yeah. Uh, missed but opportunity it was, there. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. It was pretty, it was she, pretty awful. So she comes running in with her crew, and they start shooting everyone. And they're trying to capture war criminal at this point we forgot to mention why they want the war criminal because he can't afford to pay percy so he knows where 25 kilos of enriched uranium are yeah like you, as he, you do yeah yeah because you know war criminal it makes sense yeah and he he doesn't have it but he has a gps that leads to it which i was like so convoluted yeah i was like so you just don't know the address i was like i was like i get it a gps coordinate is fairly long but i mean like if you're about this life like you know it's like memorizing two phone numbers you can you can do that but he's not about the life yeah. He's a president. Yeah. Presidents so anyway. aren't actually about the life. They hire people that are about the life. Good point. You're right. So um, so that's why everyone wants him. And you get the backstory for Hannah later on that she's the daughter of a guy who worked for him. Yeah. It's irrelevant. But ultimately they want him so they can get the uranium themselves. So they come into the hotel room. No idea how they found this guy. Division's really got some leaky holes too, apparently, like section one. They come in, mob beat shoot everybody up and 
they she grabs war criminal and Michael ends up fighting with one of the other ones. And Nikita looking through her scope because she was gonna shoot war criminal when he was beating on Alex, but she ain't getting a click shot before Michael got in there. So Nikita sees Michael, looks like he's in danger, and she puts a big ass bullet into this dude <laughs> and shoots him across the room. <laughs> like and the bullet, when you see the bullet later, it's the size of her hand. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she puts like I was like, oh my god, like looks like my it looked like my water bottle, <laughs> like like. And I mean, and, yeah, it's coming from distance, so you know it's coming with a lot of power. And that know, man went flying across the room into the wall. He was dead, dead, like. Yo. <laughs> and then Michael looks up, and there she is, good old Nikita, that saved your ass. Yep. I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. She she semi-saved you last time by shooting you. You know, to cover cover the tracks, you know. And now this time she saved you, saved you for real by shooting the guy who was fighting with you with a bullet the size of a water bottle. So And so this is where I gotta ask you, like, what do you think plays more into her saving Michael? The fact that she, you know, what we know about her and Michael later on, or the fact that she that Michael came in and saved Alex before she could. And it's like, ooh, like... I think she would save Michael regardless. Yeah. 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 I mean, because you have to also take into, into account knowing who Nikita is and knowing that she cares about Michael in some way has to tell you that Michael is actually a good guy. Yeah. And so she has to know that. And yeah, yeah she's a, she, she saves Michael. And you ha- Michael would never have allowed Alex to be assaulted by this guy. Yeah. You know, so Alex was just hiding behind a chair the whole time. Yeah. Which, which I like. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it's real. It's where she's at in her training. Yeah. Now. Right. Allegedly, like, she doesn't know how to fight. So. Yeah. And, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Season three, season four, Alex, though. Mm. Can't wait. <laughs> like. Mm. I love like, Alex. Yeah. I love Alex. I love Lindsay Fonseca. I don't know what she's doing now, but I would love for her to have a TV show. And I just, I want her back on my screen. She's yeah. great. Yeah. So. Then what happens next? Uh, they go back to Division, and we get two important scenes. One is Burkoff, who is apparently just an all-purpose nerd and can like do forensic analysis of bullets <laughs> and can <laughs> trace where this bullet came from and <laughs> the arms dealer who stole it from Shadow Day. Yes. <laughs> so that's going to go off where Michael's going to follow up on that. But before we get to that, we get Alec talking to Nikita on the computer again, and here comes Jay, acting like a dumbass. And so she just legit comes up, and Alex's question is like, what the fuck are you doing? It's completely valid. And Jay's like, I'm about to kick your ass. Oh, girl, why? What is wrong with you? Like, yeah, I I don't understand. Like, they're going to kill us for this. Like, that's, that's, how do you think it is? so much. Oh, I just. There's no her, nothing about her makes sense. Like, like why this has type not... of person doesn't exist in real life? Yeah, like, and especially not in division because they would have already shot her. Like, how many times do you just randomly start fights with other recruits? Just like what? Because you in your feelings, like no one's done better than you in anything ever. Like, what? it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. So she yeah. and Alex start to fight, and Alex, of course, has the shadow box thing when she was talking to Nikita up on the screen 
and she, that's the most important thing. So she like smashes it with the chair. The chair. Yeah. And then the, the uh, division people come in and break them up. Like they're a bunch of school children and it's not yeah. assassin school. And there was a, and there's just regular security guards. At right. School. And yeah. then Michael comes in and, oh wait, is this now that Michael comes in? No, no, no. That's, that's, that's later. So when they talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So now we have Michael going to the, um, the arms dealer. And, mm, right. And, pretty much torturing this dude, trying to make him tell about Nikita. And my favorite scene, always Nikita. Armzilla gets a phone call, picks up, it's Nikita. It's like, hey, is Michael there yet? And I was just like, oof. Always on time. You think you're playing the same game as her? You are not. (laughs) You are not. And Michael, it takes him, I feel like he knows this because he's not surprised. Yeah. And like, he, he's dude, not surprised at all. He gives her so much information, like tells her the whole game. Like I was like, dog, are y'all already on the same team? Like, yes, he's yelling and saying it with an angry tone. But I was like, you just gave her a whole debriefing. Like, but Michael turns away from division very quickly. Yeah, We're like I remember that. when I was watching watching this on the first go around, I was actually surprised that at how quickly Michael leaves division. Yeah. Like he didn't need anything but a little push. <laughs> but like they talk, but they do mention that, you know, that's why they set that up in the first episode. Like he's not there for the mission yeah. anymore. And they adjust now. It's like, hey, you know, five years ago, we'd be killing this dude. Now you want me to protect him? Like, mm. yeah. So, so what does Nikita tell? What well, she calls him for what? Um, I think just to get information off of him because he tells her about, you know, what the Russian guy has what they're trying to get from them, and how if anyone gets this uh, enriched plutonium or uranium, they're going to blame it on Nikita as like a terrorist attack and all this, and that she's facilitated this by, you know, getting involved. And she's like, mm, I shot the dude trying to shoot you. I haven't gotten involved other than to save your life. And Michael's like, no, you should have shot him. And she's like, yeah, you were, I, I did want to shoot him, but I didn't have a clear shot. I chose to save you. Yeah. Did but, we talk about the scene where Amanda is the Inquisitor. Oh, I, I did note that down. I love that reveal where, like, yes, they're torturing the one guy they caught in the hotel room, and he won't talk, and they're like, we can't get anything from him, and Percy's just like, yes, we can, call him the Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. And here comes Amanda, and with what you know now... You called me? Yeah. <laughs> she was just yes. so, like... <laughs> yes. Hey, guys. <laughs> like, oh, you just need me to emotionally destroy somebody real quick? Oh. I got you. Give me, give me a glass of wine in 15 minutes. I'll take care of it. I mean... And, and you don't even get to see it. Yeah, like, you, like you okay. said, knowing what we know now about Amanda, yeah. woo. Yeah, and she comes back 15 minutes later with the information. Like, Amanda is a nightmare. Like, she is, be afraid. Yeah. Be, yeah. Like, like you said before, the le- physically, the least lethal person in this show, but is the, the most, most dangerous yeah. person in this She's show. Clark. Like she's Clark, oh. and Peter calls and gets the plate off the uh, off the panel van that the Russians are in. Calls it in is stolen, so the police will call us. So she can find out where it's at. Well, meanwhile, Burkoff uses his super shadow net mm, to locate where this guy is hidden the GPS. So they all end up converging at the same time. The uh, Russian and her terrible accent initially gets the GPS. They're like, we got it. We're good. Let's go. And then Nikita's just standing behind him and just takes the bag from him. Okay. Okay. Two things. One, about Russian with the terrible accent. I would like to say this about her backstory and that her dad is the guy who enriched the uranium for 
whatever. So, but I love that apparently he would talk to his daughter about all of these things. Yes, about like, his massive criminal empire. Like, yes. <laughs> I love it. I would actually leave with better actors. I would like, I would watch that story of like this villain who is grooming his child to also be a villain. And he's like, and so this is how you enrich uranium and so on and so forth. You know, this is our family. Like, now they're in the subway. Shows love to have like full on shootouts in subways. Yeah. Um, they're doing this whole deal. They really think they got they got it. Like they got this dude. They tried to kill. They tried to do like the shootout. They kidnapped him. All this work that they've gone through to get war criminal. They get the GPS. She throws it to her friend. Nikita kindly walks yeah. up, <laughs> snatches it right. Not even snatches it. Takes it right out this man's hand and it's like doesn't say anything it just starts to walk away <laughs> like a g like a g like and Love like <laughs> refuge and audacity like because you can tell that moment when they're like what the fuck just happened and like just that moment of freezing like nah they didn't just nah it yeah. like it really it, we don't have it doesn't have to be all of this i'm literally just gonna walk in your spot take thank you for stealing this from me appreciate you and walk away and then, of course, you know, then the shootout starts. And she's trying to tell them, as always, Nikita has no worries about getting away. And she tried to tell this girl, you got maybe five minutes. Yeah. You should just leave. Being very honest, you should just leave. You have maybe five minutes. And then here comes Division shooting up the subway. Which I just got to, <laughs> I do like it when they show Division as confident. Because Division came in, saw dudes with guns. And dudes with guns were dead instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, instantly. And Nikita was like, as soon as she saw him, she's like, oh, you don't got no more time left. I'm sorry. And that was it. That, she was absolutely right. No and more time for them. The Russian girl, she just is like, I'm just going to walk into the bullets, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like, know what I'll her plan was. I don't, I don't know yeah. what her plan was. Like, I wonder what bullets feel like. I, she knows how to enrich uranium. She doesn't know actually how to survive <laughs> a gunfight, which is, it's called hide behind cover. <laughs> Things that are bulletproof, put those between you and the bullets. Don't just stand there, there and wave at the bullet. Like, whatever, you know. She so then shot. Nikita takes off. Yeah. And Michael's on the chase, as he always is after Nikita. And then they have, like, they're always having cute little... <laughs> flirtatious banter. Flirtatious banter. Yes, and I, I love it. I love it. And so she's on the other side of the train uh, tracks. And the train is coming and they're like flirting. And he's like, give me the uranium, give me the GPS. And she's like, I'm not going to give it to you. And of course, that's not how they say it, but that's what I got from it. Yeah, that's pretty you much know? it. They were, you know, they're just being super cute and adorable with one another while low key threatening to kill each other. Yeah, guns pointed and... at each other, it's all fine. <laughs> and like, no, sorry, Michael has a gun pointed at Nikita. And Nikita doesn't even acknowledge that there's a gun pointed at her. Oh, yeah, she like, put her gun away. Yeah, like, 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 doesn't even treat it like it's even remotely a threat. Like, she's just sitting there in her yoga pants, sitting there sassing back at him laughing. And you're like, like, oh, Unconcerned. We both know you're not going to shoot me. But I know you have to hold your gun out. Gotta make it look good for the cameras. So, okay. Uh, And then she throws the GPS onto the tracks so that it can get destroyed. And Michael is like, oh, man. He calls Percy and explains the situation. And what I like is that Michael is like, how are we gonna play this? Because the whole thing is foobar, right? So how are we gonna how are you gonna swing this yeah. situation? And you know, old Percy, well, 
kill war criminal. And Michael is like, yes, yeah, thank like, you. He's like, yeah. Michael, basically, Michael is like, God is good. <laughs> yeah, like, and I loved his face. Like, he was, like, waiting for it. And, like, he's talking to Percy because he knows where this has to go. Yes. And he's like, hey, you know, like, because his whole thing is like, oh, the police and the FBI are going to be here. It's like, oh, okay, well, you're just going to be the heroic agent who saved everyone from this terrorist attack. And so he's like, well, war criminal's here, and he's alive, and we don't know what he might say. Yeah. And, you know, he's just leading like, Percy down the garden path. He's like, I might have to, you said kill him? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you insist that that's what we have to do, sure, I guess I could do that. Which no I problem. feel like is such a very important part for Michael, because it also defines him where, like, everyone else has, like, got these, like, moral qualms about killing. And so Michael is such a good guy and a nice guy. You're like, oh, you know, he's a great guy, but he was like, I'll also shoot you in the face. Yes, like, I'm a nice guy who shoot you in the literally face. what he did. Yeah. Literally, right. he shot that man dead in his face. <laughs> dead in his face. So then we're back at um, Division, and yeah. Michael is having a meeting with Percy. No, no, no. Wait, does he have a meeting with Percy? No, he, he oh, doesn't. We don't he, see it, right? He just, Michael it. He just, just goes, goes to, to Alex. Alex. And yeah. this is where we and get another callback. Super awkward, yeah. We get okay. well before we get to this callback. I want to just give a shout out to Nikita speaking French earlier in the episode. Yeah, didn't talk yes. about that. That was definitely a callback to you know point of no return okay. and the original. Obviously, yeah. Michael and Alex meet up in the uh, whatever the all purpose yeah. all purpose training room. Learn how to hack. Yeah. Learn how to disassemble guns and everything. This is the only space they have. So. He's like, listen, you got two weeks, and it's the return of the two weeks yeah. from the original film. Yeah. Like, you have two weeks to get your shit together, to yeah. show improvement, yeah. not to be sense. suddenly great. Yes, but to like, yeah. And I love the fact that she's like, she's like, but what about James? Like, oh, James in the same boat. And it's like, why are we both in the same boat? Like, I'm sitting here doing computer work. And she legit comes and finds me in an empty room and attacks me, and we're both in trouble. Like, but yes. Sorry, I, that was one of my pet peeves in high school and middle school. Like, how am I in trouble for this fool acting crazy? I understand it for Ruthless Assassin School, though, yeah, where if I, you don't yeah. do right, you get killed. And especially because Percy doesn't care about you. Percy don't care yeah. about them kids, you know? Yeah, not even a little bit. Like, not even a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, she, it's the return of two weeks. You got two weeks tied up and show improvement or else you're out of here and then what alex had just wanted to say thank you yeah she's like thank you for saving my life and i was like "Ooh, like you can see it you can see it in michael's face like that was awkward yeah like i don't know would it have been better if you would have let her go first i don't think so though i mean i think it would be awkward either way yeah like either way it was gonna be a weird moment you're welcome also you have two weeks <laughs> <laughs> to get your shit right. Oh, we're going to put a book. Oh, we're going to kill you. So, but you know, still you're welcome. Appreciate you and all that jazz. And I think after that, that's when you have like that final flashback scene that we spoke about, right? Yeah. Where Nikita admits to Alex that she's been searching for her for two years and whatnot. And now you're like, you really start to unravel what's going on with the backstory with Alex and how there might be more to the more yeah. to the story than you initially thought. Yeah. Not just some random drug addict that Nikita picked up off the street. And there you have it. Episode two called 2.0 of Nikita 
how did you like this on the on the rewatch? I still very much enjoyed it. Like, um, I've already like there are certain things I remember that I don't like, and I'm never gonna like them. So Jaden, all the way through. Yeah. Um, I've just I remembered that I'm never gonna enjoy her. I'm always gonna hate her. And the only thing that actually makes it better in this rewatch is you highlighted the what the CW was at this time, and you're like, you need to have the generic mean girl, and like that makes me better able to tolerate her. Mm. But I knew when we when we proposed this rewatch that I was like, oh god, I gotta deal with this. <laughs> like, oh my god, like give me some real like like we got straight up villains, like some dudes who are coming in, like I'm an ex Navy SEAL who wants to murder your whole family, and then you've got a mean girl who's like, you put your gun better to get her better than me. I'm, I'm gonna fight. Like oh my yeah, god, yeah, it's it's completely outrageous. But we don't have that many episodes to deal with her, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same thing with Tom. <laughs> yeah, Tom. yeah, we'll be free of them soon enough. So yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I don't know why I always feel nervous when I rewatch anything. Like, oh, am I still gonna? Am I still gonna like it? Is it gonna hit the same? Especially because I've been watching them directly after La Femme Nikita. Yeah. So and I just don't want it because I love Nikita, the CW version so much. I just don't want it to now suddenly pale in comparison. Yeah. So yeah. much, you know, like obviously I feel like overall, at least originally when I saw it, I feel like overall Nikita, the Femme Nikita is the higher quality show from start to finish. And like I said, it takes some time for Nikita, the CW version. To really to find its footing. So yeah. it's really interesting rewatching these early episodes of both. Just one to see how greatly LFN handled their business. Yeah. Like it's tight. Their storytelling is tight. Granted, we're only two episodes in, but it is tight. But like, I feel like that's actually really important because like, I look at like, and sorry, we're going to be crapping on some other shows. I look at the pilot from freaking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and now, multiple seasons in i love agents of shield i think agents of shield is a great show but those first episodes of season one that was um i think it took you my roommate my roommate's friend another buddy took everybody like multiple multiple threats to make me start this show and i was like i i don't like i i tried that first pilot episode a lot it was mediocre i will say that about agents of shield it was mediocre for I don't, I don't recall so turn, turn, when, turn. Episode, like, once that, you get the no, but is that in season one? Yeah. That, that happens? Once, okay, so yeah. the, once the show is allowed to catch up to the MCU, yeah. then it becomes better. But I think, I, I, I like to give Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a pass, because there was so much other corporate stuff going on that I can imagine as showrunners, if you you just want to write your show, but you have your Marvel overlords and your Disney overlords and your ABC overlords all pull in different kinds of strings and you have to have corporate synergy and like all kinds of yeah. stuff. Like the show could have been better written at the beginning on its own. And I think a lot of times the showrunners used the Disney stuff as a cop-out for things that they just could have done better, period. But I'm still willing to give the first season of S.H.I.E.L.D. But like my more of a past than most shows. My whole point though is that it's a good show that didn't have a strong beginning. While Lafem Nikita came in and its first two episodes landed hard. Like, mm-hmm. like they crash landed right into like 
they got their own superhero landing and you're like, oh, you're here. And so, you know, like, it's TV nice. is hard. <laughs> Television is hard. It's hard to do correctly. Pilots are especially difficult. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to do so many things. That's why, like, I usually, or I used to, I can't say I do this anymore because I just don't have the patience for it anymore. I don't have the patience for bad TV like I used to. Yeah. And I used to give a show three episodes at least, but like you know, to give it a chance to get itself together and see what it was really trying to be. Any last thoughts? No, I'm looking forward to watching some more of LFN. I'm real happy that you got me into this. Like, enjoy the daylight side of it. So. Cool. All right, I'm super excited. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, we definitely appreciate you. And hit us up on Instagram. Tell us what you thought. If there are things that you would like us to discuss in particular, you got questions, anything like that, hit us up. We obviously like to talk. So (laughs) (laughs) enjoy yourselves out there. Bye.